This is the show that pulls back the industry curtain. We're exploring pop culture, music icons, and food gods. It's the Jeremiah Show, and he's your radio host. And now, back from a race around the sun, Jeremiah Higgins. It's the Jeremiah Show and Evolve Entertainment. Featuring It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. Mike Gormley presents Music Icons, The Arwen Lewis Show, and The Angel Baby Show. Welcome to the Jeremiah Show, and welcome to New York City. Winter is setting in, and the weather is getting colder. The first snow of the season blankets the dirty streets with a white blanket of forgiveness and hope. The snow dampens the wolves in the city. The shopkeepers are beginning to decorate their storefronts. The gold light spills into the streets like a Francis Bacon painting. The long shadows cast from the tall buildings all around bring on the dark sooner this time of year. I want you to do something for me on this program, on this episode. I want you to imagine that you are in New York City in the years of 1923 and 1939 1947 and 1973. Ana Reno and I are going to take you back in time to when things were simpler. We want you to join us as we explore the music of Duke Ellington, Billy Strayhorn, and other jazz greats of this time period. And let the music wash away the noise. Let Anais's sweet voice be your guide. Are you ready? So you're at a door, and the sign says Birdland. Inside, you hear her voice, and you open that door, and you are immediately drawn in by the woman on the stage. You forget about the world outside 
the door shuts behind you and you are whisked away to that simpler time. Duke Ellington, 1923. He moves to New York City. Music in his soul, passion for life in his veins. He knew he had to make it here. The stakes were high. And the following year, he formed his own band. In 1927, that band had their first big break when the prestigious Cotton Club offered Duke Ellington and his band the job as the house band at Cotton Club. And they became well-known nationally, almost immediately. You see, the Cotton Club broadcasted via radio. At the end of the 1930s, Duke Ellington began a nearly 35 collaboration with composer and arranger and pianist Billy Strayhorn, whom he called his writing and arranging companion, and the rest is history. On this episode, we are going to explore four songs of Duke Ellington and Billy Strayhorn from the featured album by Anais Reno, my special guest today. This, on the eve, practically, of her new album release. The album today that we're playing is Love Something. Anais Reno sings Ellington and Strayhorn, featuring Emmett Cohen. This album was released in 2021 on Harbinger Records. Uh, the featured songs on this episode that you're going to be hearing, sung by Anais is Daydream, recorded in 1939 and composed by Billy Strayhorn with lyrics by John Latouche and Ridden, also in 39. It's kind of Lonesome Out Tonight by Duke Ellington, 1973. Take the A Train by Billy Strayhorn, 1939 and recorded in 1943. And finally, All Roads Lead Back to You by Billy Strayhorn and Duke Ellington in 1947. Duke Ellington was born Edward Kennedy, the Duke Ellington, on April 29th in 1899, and he passed away on May 24th, 1974. He was an American jazz pianist and composer and the leader of his jazz orchestra from 1923 throughout his entire life. Billy Strayhorn, William, Billy Thomas Strayhorn, November 29, 1915 to May 31st, 1967. He's an American jazz composer, pianist, a lyricist, and arranger who collaborated with band leader and composer Duke Ellington, as I said, for nearly three decades. And Anais Reno, November 29, 2003. Thankfully, she's still here with us. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Anais. Hi. <laughs> I don't know nope. if you noticed from what you just said, but Billy Strayhorn and I have the same birthday, and that is my proudest accomplishment. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't see that. We, I, I've got to ask, well, let me give a little bit about you, um, out a little bit of information about you. You've got the record for, first of all, being my featured guest on more shows than anyone else now. And uh, I think if you're listening and you've listened before and you know Anais, you know why. She is an incredible, incredibly talented musician uh, and an even better person to talk to and, and get to know. 
Ana Ace Moreno Love Something. She sings Ellington and Strayhorn featuring Emmett Cohen. That's an album that you were on uh, to discuss last time. And we're actually going to take take the album apart. I, I chose these are four songs that I chose. And I hope you're OK with my choices. But I just love them. Um, yesterday, I was listening to a playlist and and on Ace Reno's album came on, not planned at all. And it just took me away and it inspired the thought for this show that so young 19 years old um you know you've been playing since you were eight i'm going to mention a lot of your your awards but i i think i look at the reason i mentioned the birthdays and the dates of duke ellington and billy strayhorn you created this album with 12 songs on it that just you know i think it went to, t- to number five on the jazz charts if maybe it may have been different than that but if i remember correctly um it just received so many accolades and so much recognition um and you are so young but you captured these songs like no other and look at the differences 1974 duke ellington passed away i mean and you were born on 2003 the the age the 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 years that have gone by where did that come from? How did that come? How does this come from you? How did you, how did the spirits of these two greats, um, you know, just take your body over and your voice and you were able to present them so well and, and, uh, and make me love them. Well, thank you. First of all, that little poetry segment that you started with is beautiful. Um, <laughs> Your music yeah. inspired that yesterday. I mean, oh, thought nice. that idea. It's so nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I think when I'm singing these things, I'm not necessarily going for a certain time period because, again, like we were talking about before we started recording, I don't want to feel within myself that I am performing so much and of course i'm still working on incorporating that mentality into different aspects and what i'm doing and what we're all doing but in that particular way i think it's probably just a mixture of the type of music that i like it's like you said pretty old at this point relatively speaking and it combined with the fact that I love the singers and the musicians that I love that definitely have a more old fashioned way of playing compared to the type of thing that you hear today that's very modern made it so that maybe I'm giving off a certain more vintage impression, I guess. And I'm very happy that it comes across that way. But I think that the thing that ultimately drew me to Ellington and Strayhorn so much was the fact that there is this mixture of joy and nostalgia in everything they do it's very nuanced it's very complex and layered in a way that especially at the time when i was first listening to them from the ages of 15 to 17 ish that's something that you want to feel which is that the music that you're listening to conveys a very human and complicated existence because you know i'm no exception to the whole angsty misunderstood teen trope of we just are trying to figure something out in ourselves and something about that music 
spoke to me because of the human quality that it has. And when I was listening from a nerdier perspective to the harmony and the way that it theoretically all lines up, it was just incredible to me. And it felt like if you were to open my brain, what sounds would come out? And that's what I felt would be the answer to that question. Yeah, you said that I have a very personal relationship with these songs. And you say, somehow I believe that the music of Ellington and Strayhorn understands me. That is why I want to honor it. Well, before you say anything there, you have honored it. And I think it's so important for uh, the musicians in your age. I mean, forget your age, but you have brought back their music to a new age and a new generation. And when I search these songs, I looked and did some research on each one of these songs, and your name came up first every time with Duke Ellington. And that must be a trip for you know. to know your history <laughs> now with Duke Ellington and uh, Billy Strayhorn. Yeah, I mean, that's my man. I love him. So whatever association I, association I can have musically is a dream. How do, maybe you've already answered this, but how do, how do they understand you? Can you elaborate a little more on that? I mean, you said you'd open the if you Sure. Open I mean, let's make it, I want to be transparent. That was a very emo 16-year-old's quote. <laughs> and that doesn't invalidate the truth of it. But I would potentially word things differently now. Uh, so much older 19-year-old, of course. How, how would you word them differently now as a mature 19-year-old? Almost 20. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. So old. I think I would ultimately say that their music is very human. And I very oftentimes find myself a few years after having initially learned or heard a few of their songs, redissecting them now and finding new things in them that help me understand, oh, that's what that is. That's what that feeling is. That's what that experience is. That is a thing that people go through. They're right. And it's all in these very subtle, understated musical and lyrical decisions that they make. It's so easy to not notice it because I haven't always noticed it. I'm sure there's a million things I have yet to notice, but it's clear that every single musical choice they made was for a very specific reason. Not in a necessarily pretentious way. I'm sure there were times where they just wanted to have fun and they thought, oh, this sounds good. So they did it. And sometimes it can be that simple. But again, that's part of the whole balance that we're trying to find all the time. Mm. And that speaks volumes to me as somebody who is trying to find that balance myself. It, they almost felt like I heard your I heard your songs yesterday in a different way than I had. So I I know what you mean. It's almost like the more you listen, the more you hear, the more they reveal themselves to you. And they were really great storytellers, weren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and do you feel like you're a storyteller when you take those lyrics and those words and you shape them? Do you feel like you have the power. Have you ever thought about that to bring those to life in unique ways with more texture, context with your voice? I think that's the ultimate goal. I think 
we're all trying to find different ways to do it in a way that feels natural to us because the way that Karen McRae did it versus the way that Sarah Vaughn did it is not going to be the same as each other, let alone me, you know, little old me or somebody else at my school or a sax player that you see on the street or a pianist that you hear in a club. We're all, I guess, ultimately, if we're coming from the right place, trying to just storytell. And that's, I think, more what I mean when I mention that I'm not so much trying to convey a certain time period, because the point is really just to tell the story from a perspective that feels natural and true to us. And sometimes it feels easier than other times because certain songs might click more than others. I know that even making this record, while I did truly love all of the songs and they were all put there for a reason in my head at the time, there were songs where I felt, oh yeah, this one feels natural emotionally to me because it's saying something that I understand and can relate to at least to some extent in my 16 year old brain. And then there are songs where I had to dig a little bit more. For example, you know, Lush Life was one where I thought, okay, there are elements of this that I do feel I can get. Obviously not the being a gay black man thing. That's I'm not going to pretend that I understand that. That's a situation that Billy Strayhorn knew. But in terms of just being young and not feeling that you understand what's happening around you and everything's very heightened. You think, oh my God, I'm lonely right now. I'm going to be lonely forever. That's a very teenage experience. He wrote that when he was a teenager. He finished that song when he was my age. I didn't write, I haven't written a Lush Life yet, so maybe I should get on that. But <laughs> the point is, there yeah. were aspects of that where I thought, oh, this makes sense to me personally. And then there were aspects where I thought, okay, I'm going to have to try a little harder. And that's always the case. Uh, we need to take a break, but I want, you brought something up and I wanted to ask you what did, when you chose this on this album, when you chose these 12 songs and you were 16 at the time uh, that you recorded released, I think when you were 17, what did you, what was the story you were trying to tell about yourself? Cause everything comes back to you, right? To us at the end, we're trying to tell, we, we want other people to understand us and, was there a theme? Was there like a, that you remember, that you recall the story about you that you wanted everybody to know through the music that you chose for this album? I think it's a mixture of wanting people to hear how much I love this music because to have a debut album be a tribute to somebody else at first seemed strange to me. And then I realized in this case, it was a good idea because I felt that their music sounded so much like what I enjoyed and experienced myself musically. So it was a mixture of that. And also honestly, more so wanting to just point out what they did because I'm not necessarily here to tell everybody a bunch about myself when I'm singing. It's more so how do we like these songs? What have they meant to us personally? And what do they mean to you, the listener? Beautiful. We're going to take a break. Duke Ellington once described Billy Strayhorn as his right arm, his other heartbeat. 
on ice. Who's your other arm? Who's your other heartbeat? Have you found them yet? Musically? You think? I've definitely worked with some musicians who I feel I click with musically, especially over time. Just ones that I've worked with a lot. And actually some of them happen to teach at the school I go to at Purchase. I know that Pete Malinverney is one of them. We've worked together a lot and therefore we can kind of always tell what each other's going to do, which is a cool experience. And David Wong, I mean, he's awesome. So, I mean, not, I haven't worked with David Wong nearly as much as I've worked with Pete, but he's one of those people where I feel that he's got my back musically whenever I have worked with him. And I think everybody would say that about him because he is so notorious for just being an incredible supporting presence on the bandstand. Ugana Okegwo is one of them. Matt Wilson is one of them. Gary Smolian's one of them. Just wonderful musicians who ultimately make you feel comfortable because they're just there to have a good time. Again, because they saw a lot of this music in its prime of course they're not so old that they were around in the 20s <laughs> but they saw a lot of the greats when they were alive and when they were performing all the time and so i think they do come from that time period of just wanting to create music and wanting to share that with a younger audience and younger students so i love working with them and i do feel that i have some sort of musical connection with them over the time that i've worked with them my special guest today is Anais Reno. We are featuring songs from the album Love Something. Anais Reno sings Ellington and Strayhorn featuring Emmett Cohen, released in 2021 on Harbinger Records. She's here to talk about and and uh, tease us, I guess, because we don't have it in hand yet. Normally, I have these, these things in hand before you do. <laughs> Anais Reno's new album is set to release on px records the label launched earlier this year by the live music arm of pizza express jazz club on a reno live at pizza express live in london features on a solid take on a collection of reimagined jazz standards including yardbird suite and a girl from empanema and just squeeze me go to AnaisReno.com. I'll spell it for you. A-N-A-I-S-R-E-N-O.com. And we'll be right back. Presents Jazz Club USA. The voice.
Voice of America presents another in the series of programs designed to bring you jazz at its best. And here is your commentator, the well-known jazz critic and composer, Leonard Feather. Greetings and modulations. It is a very special program because it features a great band and a great singer, as they were recorded in person recently by our Jazz Club microphone. Let's hear first from Count Basie's band with the Basie Blues. Like to watch? Subscribe to The Jeremiah Show on YouTube. Hello, this is Scotty Barnard, director of the legendary Count Basie Orchestra, and I understand there might be a new Birdland West in Santa Barbara. And let me tell you, if it is, we can't wait to play it. And I think every jazz musician on this planet would be really, 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 really smart to play this club too. So whenever they make that happen, we will be looking forward to it, and we'll have to be there for at least a week. Got to play five, six, seven days. You know, I'm just saying. But anyway, and it'll go in well with our new release of Live at Birdland that we made uh, in 2020. So we are looking forward to Birdland in Santa Barbara being open very, very soon. And, uh, and again, you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. It's kind of lonesome out 
Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. My special guest, Anais Reno. We're talking about four of her songs from her album, her last album, um, and she's got a new one dropping in February. Every month, she's going to release a new single. The new album is called Anais Reno Live at Pizza Express Live in London. Okay, so we're coming back in here with Daydream off of uh, her album that was released in 21. Anais Reno loves something. She sings Ellington and Strayhorn featuring Emmett Cohen. It's just an incredible album. We're featuring four of the songs, like I said here. Um, so let's go to 1939. Thank you for taking this time travel with us. Daydream is a jazz standard composed by Billy Strayhorn with lyrics by John Latouche and written in 39. I wanted to match this song up with some milestones of the time. At that, in 1939, Albert Einstein and President Roosevelt began the Manhattan Project, and Germany invades Poland. Daydream was first recorded by saxophonist Johnny Hodges and his ensemble in 1940, and Duke Ellington was credited as a co-composer on the label of the original release, although March 23rd, 1939, Duke Ellington and his orchestra boarded the SS Ely D France for a spring tour of Europe. Though Billy stayed behind and worked on various songs and projects at his Harlem residence. He had seven weeks to work on new compositions and arrangements and Daydream was composed during this time. Tell me, Anais, welcome back, by the way. Hello. Why did you choose Daydream? Was it something that spoke to you about partic- in particular about the song? That one was actually a more last minute add to the record. For the most part, the record was based on a set that I had done at Birdland a few months prior before the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. And that one wasn't on that set because I didn't know it at the time. And then I listened a couple weeks before the recording session, or maybe one week actually, it was pretty close to it, to this Sarah Vaughn album where she is singing Ellington tunes. And of course, it was a Strayhorn tune, but they're all put under the same umbrella in a lot of people's catalogs. And I remember listening to the song and first of all thinking, oh, this would be really nice in three because I'd heard, I was hearing other recordings doing it, and Emmett actually mentioned that too when we went over it later on, which had a nice contrast to the record. But also, like I mentioned before, the thing that I love so much is that nuance of nostalgia and joy and a million other things that Strayhorn tends to write about. And that song felt like a perfect example of that to me and i do think that that song in a lot of ways encapsules a lot of the moods of the record that are very important to how i feel about the music we're also gonna go out with it's a kind of a lonesome out to it's kind of lonesome out tonight uh this was this is there's a little confusing history maybe you know the history on this but it was a couple different names um and, and moved a little bit as it was as it evolved released um by duke ellington 
on the album it don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing 1973 in 1973 what was happening in the world the death of former president lyndon b johnson the u.s supreme court's decision on roe versus wade incredible signing of the paris peace accords and the end of the united states partition participation in the vietnam war if you're just joining us i'm with anna reno she was born in switzerland in 2003 to an opera singer father and violinist mother who has been on this show she's great she moved with her parents to new york when she was just a baby she became actively involved in the performing arts from the age of eight and has had a rapidly growing career in recent years as a singer vocalist of love for jazz and the great american songbook at 12 years old she began to sit in regularly at the famous and iconic birdland in new york city at jim caruso's open mic nights just incredible so um the song as i was saying had a couple different names didn't it or no that was all roads lead back to you so this yeah, was, i was a little confused on that <laughs> yeah, so, well, th yeah. those two confused me because i was like trying to do the trick i was like oh did it and i just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um Take the A Train, we're also listening to, it was composed in 39 after Duke Ellington offered Billy Strayhorn a job. And he gave him money to travel from Pittsburgh to New York City. Duke Ellington wrote the directions for Strayhorn to get to his house by the subway. Take the A Train, <laughs> referred to the new subway service that ran, ran through New York City at that time, going from Brooklyn to Manhattan. And it's uh it's a signature take it the a train i think they, they finish with that a lot of times when they play together mm -hmm. yeah and what did that mean song mean to you did you it's just fun honestly it's a fun song and you know you want a mixture of classics and more obscure tunes and that was one of those songs where it's just a joy to listen to and I know that very done songs like that in the jazz community can make people roll their eyes. But honestly, you hear the music and you look at the harmony and you understand why it's been done so much. It's a really great song with simple yet unique harmony for its time. And it influences a lot of musicians today and the way that they solo and the way that they compose. And it's just a great piece and yeah it's fun that's why i added it that's pretty much it <laughs> these are songs you love and your love is is felt through them and when we listen uh all roads lead back to you we're going to leave you know take you out with but this is the song that I, I mistakenly got confused by duke ellington considered it his what he said just about probably my favorite of his uh collaborators billy strayhorn um so the, it was once lotus blossom and then it was all roads lead back to you mm -hmm. and it was known as hominy uh all these different things charlotte roos um yeah it was a few things because multiple lyricists took the took a crack at it and then i think people still do different versions of the lyrics today but at least for me i had always known this set of lyrics all roads lead back to you as the agreed upon one among the people that i know mm -hmm. so you chose 
this version. So this is the version we're listening to mm-hmm. or going to listen to. All right. So let's take a quick break and we come back. Let's talk as much as you can. Tell us about the new album. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about it. The new album is Anais Radio live at Pizza Express in London. Can't wait. The first single is coming out this Sunday, the 19th, November 19th. Anais Reno is just in time for your birthday. Her birthday's coming up after uh, on the 29th. So I want you to everybody to say happy birthday to her. Go to her uh, Facebook or Instagram and just flood the thing. <laughs> uh, so we'll come right back and um, with more Anais Reno. New album live at Pizza Express in London. You can go to anaisreno.com to keep up with her performances and her tour and music and all those great things. Um, you definitely want to do that. We'll be right back. up will you there is a lot going on here subscribe and always be in the no crowd hi this is johnny valenti i'm the owner of birdland jazz club in new york city for nearly four decades 
going dark during the global pandemic taught me how important the art, especially music, are to each of our cultures and our health. Musicians literally bring life and joy to our daily lives. Radio shows that support musicians and music, like the Jeremiah Show, are so important in keeping music alive. I hope that you will keep listening and supporting musicians. Please support the music. And please come and visit me at Birdland when you're in New York City. Thank you. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. My very special guest today is joining me again. I am so happy to see her, uh, catch up with her. We are featuring four songs that I actually chose out, chose for the show that that point out different times in, per- in history, different periods. Feels like as I put these together, it was incredible. It's what we're going through in the world again today. For, for instance, Roe versus Wade and, um, you know, Hitler taking over Poland and just a lot of crazy, crazy stuff. But I want—I don't want you to think about any of that right this moment. I want you to enjoy the music from Love Something. Anais Reno sings Ellington and Strayhorn featuring the great Emmett Cohen. And the new album is coming out on PX Records. Pizza Express Jazz Club, Anais Reno Live at Pizza Express in London. There's a solid take on a collection of reimagined jazz standards, including Yardbird Suite, The Girl from Empanema, and Just Squeeze Me. I want to give her website out real quick, nisreno.com. Go check it out. Welcome back. Nice. Hello. So nice to see you again. Are you excited? Tell me about, tell me about this new album and what we can expect. I am excited. It's being released primarily in London and Europe, and of course it's being released everywhere, but that's, of course, the main scene for it, which is exciting. Obviously, when I was doing my first record, I didn't have that kind of opportunity yet, so I feel incredibly honored and excited by it, and it's been really 
wonderful working with the Pizza Express team because they've given me so much artistic freedom with this record. They pretty much just let me choose the songs. They let me choose the artwork. They let me choose what pianist I brought. I brought Pete Malinverney, who I mentioned earlier, and he sounds amazing on the record. The whole band sounds amazing on the record. Dave Green is on the bass and Josh Morrison is on the drums. And, you know, I got there a day before we recorded. Pete had already rehearsed the band, which was really great. They were all very on top of it. And they did an amazing job. And basically the tunes are all just a collection of songs that I have been working on over the past year or so that I feel represent where I'm at now. And something that I said in the liner notes, which felt very relevant to me with this record was that when I was looking, when I was trying to write the liner notes, I admittedly felt a little stuck at first. And so I went back to read the liner notes that I wrote for my first record and i saw how while valid the points i was making were because it's how i felt at the time i was very much romanticizing the darkness of the music which is a beautiful thing and an incredible experience to listen to in these songs because again it is very human but I think at the time I very much had this mindset that that's all that I wanted to represent myself with musically was the moodier tunes. And while I still love singing those and you'll hear some of those on this current record, I think that over time, having lived a couple more years and started college and met more people, I understand now that there is a great purpose that joyful music has for us as people. And that's something that obviously Ellington and Strayhorn and all the composers that are featured on this record, Cole Porter and Charlie Parker knew as well because they wrote a mixture and because they included both within each song in their catalog. And so understanding that now helps me further experience all the songs that I was singing before and the ones that I'm singing now. And that's something that that range of emotion was something that I wanted to include on this record and pizza express, let me do what I want, which was so awesome. So. I think it's so neat that you are that introspective and yet you realize that about yourself and that are you enjoying the years as they, as you mature and as you grow a little older, also looking back at who you were marked by the by the song choices and the music that you made are you enjoying the age that you're at now and are you excited for eight ages to come and how you grow as an artist i think it's just funny when i look back at different time capsules of when i was 16 not that it was so long ago but you know and in perspective of the life I've lived so far, three years out of 19 years is a large fraction, considerably so. And so when I look back at things that I've written in my notes app from a few years ago, again, those liner notes, songs that I was so excited to interpret a certain way, I laugh at myself and I think, oh my God, 
she was so emo she wanted so badly to be depressed because she thought that it was going to make her a better musician that's not true i'm less i'm less interested in making music when i'm in a low state i think a lot of people are i think that's natural you become less productive and proactive so you know i've washed my hands of that mentality and i'm excited to continue to <laughs> embrace joyful music because i think it's very important and you need both just one doesn't cut it anymore for me mm, that's so interesting i can't wait to i really you really are teasing us about this new album i can't wait to oh. hear it and i think regarding joyful music this is a time for artists such as yourself if you can find that within yourself to to share and spread joyfulness or spread hope and positivity uh we can all sure use it right now don't you think for sure (laughs) but it's funny because we've been saying that for 10 years now so when's that gonna end is the real question you know well all you can do is what you can do and Mm -hmm. bring continue to bring a gift you know to to the listeners of this show and to me and everybody out there so i don't forget that i know that's probably a heavy weight to carry at some point Um, but it is we do look forward to hearing you and 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 your music and and how you look at the world and um share it with us so i thank thank you you. i I always enjoy and look forward to coming on the show how long thank you you've been have you been coming on since you were 16 15 16 do you think i think it was probably when the album released i was 17 at the time so i guess since then I think you were on before that was that, maybe though. two and a half years ago or something like it because we were I still actually, catching the pandemic yeah i actually think you were on before that album i th- I, kn- I knew you came back oh, from the album but okay. i think so you were on maybe, maybe 16 17. Yeah, maybe that's great so we get to watch you blossom and grow as a musician and artist and i really appreciate that well let's take a real quick break we're going to come back and uh, just give you a little bit more information and say goodbye to my good good friend there anais reno she's live at pizza express in london that's the new album the title the new single will be out next week 10 days before her birthday and uh you definitely want to say happy birthday to anais reno love something popular (laughs) (laughs) you are popular love something (laughs) is the album we've been listening to i chose four songs and i just wanted to take everybody give everybody a little break with anais and hang out with us and take you back in time she she sings ellington and strayhorn featuring emmett cohen if you don't have the album go pick up a copy right now this will be your favorite copy until of the record until her next record comes out um but this is a good one for the holidays and for uh for for the winter coming in and the call fall the, the call the cold fall nights love something and ace reno sings ellington and strayhorn featuring emma cohen you can get it everywhere you get music and her new album again mark it on your calendars for february just circle the whole month uh it's coming out and ace reno live at pizza express in london and reno.com we'll be right back Do 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 do
every time by advertising on the Jeremiah Show and get your message out on seven shows we're always on the radio Hi, I'm Stacy Kent and I am here on the Jeremiah Show and you are listening to songs from my new album Songs from Other Places And we are here at Birdland in New York City tonight and tomorrow, Friday and Saturday. And then we head to France for about six shows and then England for about eight shows and then back to Birdland to finish the season December 7th for five nights. And you can see all this information on StacyKent.com. See you then. Before the next great song plays, let's pause to consider all the people who work tirelessly to bring us the music we love. Music Cares is music's leading national charity that provides a safety net of support and crisis relief for the music community. Everyone from musicians to tour managers, sound engineers to designers can rely on Music Cares to provide emergency financial assistance and essential resources in times of need. Find out how you can help at musiccares.org. That's M-U-S-I-C-A-R-E-S dot org. Back to the Jeremiah Show, my very special guest today, Anais Reno. Thank you for spending time with us. I hope you feel a little bit better after listening to her featured songs from the album Love Something. Anais Reno sings Ellington and Strayhorn featuring Emmett Cohen. Go pick up your copy right now. 
and um, and you can thank me later. Welcome back, Anais. Hello. Just have a final question for you before we let you go. It's late there in New York City. Thank you for spending time with us tonight. Um, Thanks for having me. You, you're in college. You're a junior, yes? Yes. And has, you know, you recorded your last album when you were 16, probably still at home, still in high school, and released at 17, as you've mentioned before in this in the interview today. It was a different time and a different headspace for you. And now you, this new album that's coming out is is joyful. And then you you brought some new music to us. But having this college experience, um, being away from home, kind of expanding your horizons and the world opens up a little bit more to you. Do you think you'll always follow this path of music, this genre, or do you see exploring other genres, other are there any new music styles that you're exploring or playing with or thinking about? I, as of now, very much see myself overall doing jazz, not because I think I need to, or it's a label I have to put on myself, but more so just because that's what I love. But I will say that in the last year, here and there, I've dabbled a little bit in other genres. And again, that's a mentality that I've had to wash myself of a little bit from when I was 16. I was so anxious about doing anything non-jazz or Great American Songbook. And actually on this record, this upcoming London record, there is one song that I wouldn't call a jazz tune, but I did it simply because it was beautiful and I connected to it and it might be the last single. So. That's all I'll say. You are so, you keep teasing us. It's not fair. <laughs> but uh, anticipa- Billy Joel song. anticipation is good. Oh, I can't wait to hear you sing a Billy Joel song. Yeah. May or may not, allegedly. It's not the first single, though, simply because I, that's not the entirety of the record. But I simply chose it because Pete and I loved it, and it's a beautiful song. Well, I can't wait to hear. They're going to start dropping uh, this Sunday on the 19th and um on your birthday hopefully i don't know if it's every sunday you're dropping it but uh, no it's uh, every month until the february release okay can't wait i wanted to uh mention you had such a great compliment from um acclaimed jazz historian will friedwald mm-hmm. he says about you at 16 on a's achieve what precious few adults ever accomplish namely to actually enhance our appreciation and enjoyment of the ellington strayhorn canon whether working together or separately the two of them were always on the same page both metaphorically and literally and now so is na's reno okay where we where can we see you live like how can we go Um, beautiful compliment about you but so true I, coming up this Wednesday, November 17th, will be at Chris's Jazz Cafe in Philly with Benny Benack and Peter Bernstein. I'm very excited. And then a couple days later, on the 19th and 20th, I'll be in London celebrating that single release. And they're going to do kind of a first glimpse into the record and the people who attend the show will be getting cds which is cool and then 
on the 28th of this month of November, I'm going to be at Birdland with Johnny. Johnny, the guy who introduced us. Yeah. Hey, Johnny. I'm going to send this Hi, to him as soon as we finish it. So, yeah. I'm very um, excited for that. What day is that? Having, uh, that's on the 28th. I'm having Adam Birnbaum and Ugana Okegwa on that one. And in London, it's the same band that I mentioned before. It's Pete Malinverney and mm-hmm. Dave Green and Josh Morrison. Oh, I can't imagine. God, I wish I was there around Thanksgiving. What a what a great time <laughs> to be in New York City and then go to Birdland and see you perform. Oh, thank you. you. Got it. If you're in New York, everybody, get over there and see Anais at Birdland. Anais Reno, thank you so much for coming thank once you. again. It's so good to see you as always. And you have a great holiday. Have a great birthday. One of these days we'll catch up with you and um uh, it gets you, I don't know, birthday cake, or or maybe it'll be you'll be twenty one. I'll buy you a cocktail. Anais Reno, <laughs> live at Pizza Express in London, and we've been listening to Love Something. Anais Reno sings Ellington Australian featuring Emmett Cohen. You can get that album now, and the new one will be out in February. Check out, uh, follow her everywhere so that you can keep up to date. And as a new single drops on the various uh, streaming services, you are in the know and you got it right away before anybody else or at the same time as everybody else that subscribes the new album check it out nasreno.com can i say uh, or can i say just a couple thank yous that i really wanted to say is that okay i'm so sorry out. i just completely no, no, you interrupted you take us out and then when when you're done say goodbye to everybody no yeah just because i wanted to mention again like with this current record there's obviously the pizza express team and then Pete rehearsed with me went before we went to London and my mom, Julie Kurtzman, who you mentioned was on the show. She also coordinated so much of that, which was so wonderful. And since we mentioned Johnny, he was of course also the producer of that first record, Love Something. And he's the one who got me connected with Emmett, which was wonderful. So again, I just, I'm so sorry for interrupting you. I just wanted to mention that before we go, because these things would not have been possible to release or to even record in the first place had it not been for these groups of people that put their efforts towards them. And thank you, Jeremiah. Yay. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're a class act, Anais, and I'm very happy to know you and uh, love your music and everything you're doing and keep it up. And we're, we're cheering you on here at the Jeremiah yeah. show. In fact, you're the, now we said you're, you're the, the guest that's been on the most. So you are the Jeremiah show's featured artist. Yay. <laughs> All right, communicate, but listen more and evolve and go pick up on Ace's new album when it drops. Have a great night, everybody. Today's Jazz Club USA session was recorded at Birdland in New York City. Now, don't forget to send your program suggestions to Jazz Club USA, Voice of America, New York 19. This is your host, Leonard Feather, wishing you the best of tempos until next week and reminding you that the freedom to listen to music includes the freedom to listen to jazz.
Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. My name's Danny Trejo. Jeremiah, your loved homes. You're so cool. You're so cool. You're so cool. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.